Welcome to Retail Nightmares Podcast. My name is Alicia Tobin. I'm here with my co-host, Jessica Delisle. Boy. <laughs> we have a really special guest. I haven't seen this friend in real life for a couple of years, but he's here with us via Zoom. Uh, the wonderful person, podcast <laughs> person, human being, my friend, host of The Greatest Generation and Friendly Fire, Ben Harrison. Hi. Hello. I'm very excited to be here. Nice I, to I, have you. I uh, am a weekly listener. I, this is appointment listening for me. And oh, um, wow. Thank I'm you. now just realizing like next week I might not be able to listen because I hate the sound of my voice on tape. Oh, no. <laughs> it's hard to listen to ourselves on podcasts. Do you listen to your own shows? I do. Well, I edit every yeah. other episode of Greatest Gen and it feels like pugilism because... <laughs> After three or four years of doing the show, I'm not any better at podcasting. So there's a lot of editing that goes in Greatest Gen. And I just like I hear myself rambling or restating something over and over again. And I'm like, I wish I just didn't do that. And then I wouldn't have to edit this. Yeah. Don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> I'm sure you've improved. I'm sure if you go back and listen to episode one, you'd be like, bah, <laughs> this is the worst. Yeah, no, I'm sure I'm sure you're right. Um, but I'm yeah, I'm very hard on myself. You're in good company. <laughs> yeah. We all have hard ons, don't worry. Yeah, mine is like like touching the kitchen table right now. <laughs> oh yeah. shit. It's really stiff. You're not yeah. even in the kitchen. Well, thank you for having me on your boner cast. Thank you. Yeah, that was the original title of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Toilet talk, I think. <laughs> Toilet talk was up there for sure. One of the first segments. Um, how are things where you are? Oh, just great. Um, <laughs> the whole neighborhood is uh, is boarded up. Um, this has been great for the plywood industry. Oh yeah, the plexiglass uh, and plywood industries are really having their moment. Yeah, totally. absolutely. Yeah, no, it's been it's been very harrowing and stressful, and. Um, yeah, my wife actually has uh, has a job that is uh, related to COVID testing. So oh, wow. she uh, works really hard on that all day and comes home totally wrung out. And then, um, so I'm I'm just kind of as a lifelong work from home. I'm trying to just be like as much of a like butler as I can. Yeah, because <laughs> she, she's uh, she's out there doing the hard stuff. But um, it's. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to know like when life will stop sucking. And I think that like part of the point of this moment is that life has sucked a lot for a lot of people forever and mm -hmm. we should address that. Yeah, I couldn't say it any better myself. I think we should also say we're recording this on June 4th. So by the oh, yeah. time that this comes out, who knows <laughs> what will have happened? That keeps happening. On Friendly Fire, we record about like we're about three months ahead of schedule on episodes right now. Shit. <laughs> and, and so like organized. It's wild, but like we'll release an episode where we'll be like, yeah, like we're really worried about going to war with Iran. And <laughs> like, I can't even remember when we were worried about that. Like I'm obviously always worried about it, but it like seemed like really present. Right. For some, for some particular set of reasons, three months ago mm -hmm. that I can't recall now. I remember uh, that. The president was doing something crazy, probably. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that must have been. <laughs> oh, and Hanky. Hank has made an appearance. Oh, that pup. Your hair matches. <laughs> That's what Great. I say when I go to the hairdresser. Give me the Hank. Give me the Hank. <laughs> That's what I say at the pube doctor. <laughs> 
<laughs> Are you still going to that doctor? <laughs> yeah, I'm getting plugs. <laughs> Good for you. I just poured my drink all the way up to the very top of the glass. Uh, yeah. Because I'm a daredevil. You've got a meniscus on that drink. Mm. That's the word that. I was thinking of. It's one of the only like scientific terms I remember from high school. <laughs> and you have one in your knee, too. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You can rip it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rip it and grip it. Rip it. That's not that song. <laughs> I'm gripping my knees right now. Guys. I'm gripping my erection. <laughs> You're gripping your dog. Oh, that's true. But also... Uh, my erection. I, my legs are so hairy right now, and I'm just really proud of it. And I just want you to know how proud I am. You've been growing them out for a long time. It's like almost three months now. Good for you, Jessica. They're still not as hairy as Jay's, which was that was my goal. But I guess it's a hormonal thing. Is Jay a particularly hairy of leg man? Um, Of all, all the extremities, yes. <laughs> His legs are the hairiest. Because I feel like I don't know very many women that let the hair on their legs grow. So I don't know what, like, if women have hairier or less hairy legs normally. I, th- I think or it's not. just genetic. I think it depends on what your sort of ancestry is like. But yeah. uh, I definitely have hairier. I have I have hairier limbs than my mom does. She's like completely hairless, but wow. I think it's also hormonal. So it depends on how much estrogen you have. Mm. Mm. Jessica, one part of the show that I really enjoy listening uh, about is your your upbringing because I think there are a lot of interesting parallels with mine because I also uh, went to a school that was fancier than my family could really afford and oh. like. I also uh, was an only child and went off and did weird creative stuff instead of get a real job. Nice. <laughs> so uh, I, I always hear like your your tales of high school and stuff and go like, yeah, I did shit like that. Oh, man. <laughs> That's cool. Maybe as only children, you can adopt each other as co- co-siblings. <laughs> co-siblings. Yeah. I mean, I technically do have a sibling, but he's like uh, estranged. Ah. But he's not a full sibling. He's 14 years older than me, and he's uh, my half brother. So, but it's like so you yeah, didn't like grow up with him. Never, like, no, in the same, we never lived in yeah. the same house. Yeah, you know how everyone's like, reach out to your racist family members and all that. Like when all yeah. this stuff started going on, I like wanted to just check in with my mom to make sure that like she was okay and i wanted to make sure mainly that she wasn't watching cbc um right because they edited some footage to make it like seem pro cop when it was actually like footage of new york police department driving into protesters and so i was like just wanted to make sure and she's like don't worry that cops are bad i've known this since the 60s like and i was like how you were a <laughs> child but okay cool yeah yeah my parents don't have a television right now, and my dad is like a his politics are are good, and I'm very grateful for that. But he's he's like still like that older guy that is like never not watching news broadcasts at all times, and I wonder about it like how how that generation is just like unable to tear themselves away from it. You yeah, know? I have Twitter set to like I get one hour a day, and then it turns off. Oh, that's phone. really smart. I should try that. And uh, I've been cheating a lot lately of like hitting the button that gives you another 15 minutes. Uh, but I wasn't recording. 
that's okay. That's we got the okay. backup. Yeah, okay. we got the backup. Okay, Alicia's recording now, so that's why your audio just got way better. <laughs> guys, I'm really shitting the bed right now. <laughs> I'm shitting the bed. Do you guys want to see? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Twitter has been a really great resource the last uh, week or so to see like what's really happening what's really happening and seeing things that i wouldn't normally see if i didn't use twitter and yeah. facebook has really become that thing where it's time to not be on facebook and yeah. leave it behind because it's so bad um yeah but yeah i've seen a lot of really awful stuff and i've learned a lot of things this week and will continue to learn and it's just very upsetting to see like we only get this one fucking body and to see people uh, being brutalized by police. And that's still, if you survive that that attack, which is happening like right now, your body is probably going to be damaged for the rest of your life. So it's just like yeah. the police have got to be defunded. And Donald Trump needs to go. And Donald Trump's not the only problem, obviously, but he's really given a voice and a channel to even more of this hatred. So yeah. I can't wait for that guy to die. And then, of course, in Canada, we've had, like, just last night, uh, a young woman was killed by the police. And I think one thing we can do ourselves on this podcast to help the the fight to defund police is we should abolish the segment Click It or Ticket. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, absolutely. It's done. No more. You've never been very comfortable with it anyways. (laughs) No. You've never liked it and we should get rid of it. You guys haven't done it in a while. And I kind of have been surprised by that because so many people during the pandemic are like misbehaving in one way or another. I do. I do like ability to go very wrong very quickly. And uh, so, yeah, I agree with that. Let's like find a nicer segment. Like, who am I to judge someone? Come on. <laughs> yeah, I think it's time to retire it. I'm a turd. And I've got one wet foot right now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is a comedy podcast. Yay. <laughs> Let's do some jokes. <laughs> yeah, we it's, want us to do a, a round of retail nightmares? Yeah. I just burped. Comedy has returned. <laughs> ben, you're familiar with the format. Did you want to go first or were you feeling shy? Um, <laughs> I'll go first. Um, I haven't worked a, like a proper retail job, but I had a brief, uh, experience in the restaurant industry, which I feel like I, uh, I feel a lot of catharsis hearing about retail experiences, given how terrible my like three month stint in a, as a, as a bus boy was. <laughs> uh, Perfect. The like end of the story, which I'll tell first, is that the guy that ran that owned the restaurant that I worked in was a uh, a a bad man who was exposed by the New York Times oh, uh, during Batali. the Me Too movement. Like he was like one of the like high profile New York restaurateurs that went down. Was he? Does he wear Crocs? Uh, no, he's he was not uh, not not Batali, but um, Batali. I I don't know if he was involved in the restaurant or. What? But I recently somebody linked to a a thing that Batali did, like a like one of Batali's cooking shows um, from Food Network back in the day, and I like 
noticed this guy in the video like he's like friends with batalia and he would like he would like sit at the you know at the kitchen counter and on batalia's food show and be like yeah yeah give me some food (laughs) tell him mario like that kind of thing um (laughs) food creeps so he was a he he was a, a big time jerk, and my boss at the restaurant was actually one of the women that came forward later on. And uh, the three women that that were named in the article all worked there, like while I worked there. Wow. Um, so uh, it was like it was a bad place in a lot of ways. But my bad experience was as follows: <laughs> uh, I. Uh, I had like just gotten the job and they like trained me because I'd never worked in a restaurant before over a couple, you know, I had like, I don't know, four shifts of training before they called me a a busboy and like started, you know, nominally paying me. And I really like did not get trained very well. Like nobody really cared that much at this restaurant. So like I'm very interested in food and, and drink and like want to learn. And I like got the job because I go, Oh, like I'll like be at this nice restaurant and I'll like learn about things I'm interested in. And then I will be good at it because I'll be able to like, yeah, when somebody asks me about the fish, I'll have thoughts, you know? <laughs> um, but like nobody, like nobody really told me anything about the wine or the, you know, or the food or anything. Like I, I have a very like searing, embarrassing memory of there was like a a regular that always like had this one table in the corner for lunch and he called me over and asked for a pot of coffee one day and I'd never made coffee before (laughs) and so I just was like went over to the like coffee bean grinder and ground some beans and put them in the bottom of a french press with a bunch of water like not knowing if there was an amount that I was supposed to measure or (laughs) anything and I guess I was like I was just out of college, so I I was just, I guess, too dumb to ask anybody or, like, (laughs) felt sensitive about asking for some reason. So I didn't, and I gave this guy this incredibly weak (laughs) French press full of coffee. It was, like, like light brown when he pushed it down. Like, it did not brew at all. Oh, dear. And he just, like, really, he was, like, extremely mean about it. He was like, well... I'm not sure if that's coffee or <laughs> something like that. And, and you know, I'm just like flushed red and and ran into the other dining room. But um, I had a bunch of friends that worked there, which is how I got the job. And one of my friends was a, a bartender at the upstairs bar a few nights a week. And my mom had her 60, I think it was her 65th birthday. And she went she was like, your dad's taking me to Paris for my 65th birthday. Do you want to come? And I was like, I do, but I just started this job and I don't think I can miss any days. And they're like, well, why don't you just come for part of it? And so I went to Paris for three days with oh my, my with my family <laughs> and like rushed back to get back to this fucking busboy shift <laughs> at this restaurant. And uh, my friend had like basically put in the good word to get me the job. And I was, I'd like, I'd been doing it for like you know, two and a half months. And I was like, not great at it, but I was like starting to kind of pick it up, I think. And when I was in Paris, I bought like a box of chocolates as like a thank you for helping me get this gig. And so I did my shift. Then like, I, I got back like super jet lagged, worked through this shift and hung out after my shift. And I was like having my shift drink, which was like, 
in my understanding, the rules were like, if you work a shift, you can hang out after and have a beer on the house or a, a glass of wine on the house. Like that's the rules. And I was having my shift drink at her bar and I like gave her this box of chocolates uh, across the bar and the owner of the restaurant comes like tearing through and he sees me and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, uh, nothing. What do you mean? And he like, this is in the middle of dinner service. Oh dear. Like starts screaming at me and he, I'll never forget. He said, I don't know who the fuck you are, but when you work for me, you do not stay around after your shift and drink my beer. Oh now my get God. the fuck out. Whoa. And like, like everybody's head is like turned, like the DJ stopped the record. R- record scratch. <laughs> yeah. And I just like, like went upstairs and took off my apron and got my backpack and lift and never came back to the restaurant. Good for you. Yeah. And the next day my boss called me and she's like, yeah, he was on kind of like a three day Coke bender and was like in a really bad mood yesterday. So if you want to come back, like, it's totally fine. It's totally fine. Yeah. And I was like, that'd be fun. I don't think I'm good at the job. So (laughs) I don't think I want to fight for it and maybe experience anything like that ever again. So Yikes. that was kind of the end of my retail experience, but uh, wow. it was really like, it was very wild to read about like how much worse other people at that restaurant had it at that same time later, because, you know, like it was just like that one experience really that, that felt bad, but I was, uh, I was getting the least of it. I was so worried he was going to take those chocolates when you started. Yeah, I wanted to be like, <laughs> did your friend like the chocolates that you brought from Paris? Right, right. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I ever heard about those. But uh, <laughs> yeah. The so trauma he was, overshadowed that. Yeah, I guess. he was the rare bad boss in a context like that that actually like reaped what he sowed. But it took a while, right? It, it took a long time. Yeah, he got to be the the it boy of the New York restaurant scene for a long time before it happened, but it finally happened. So sometimes good things happen. My friend once brought me back chocolates from Paris that were shaped like olives and painted like olives, but inside was different types of chocolate. And then an espresso bean. (laughs) And they were the most beautiful gift I've ever received. They were like in a wooden crate that said olives. (laughs) (laughs) And they probably cost, so much money and i ate them all over a period of like four days i was so hyped up on caffeine was there like a psychological element of like until it's inside your mouth you believe it's going to taste like an olive yeah. they were really beautiful like they did look quite a bit like olives but yeah. i mean i knew that they were chocolate so europe has a real culture of this candy is gonna look like something other than what it actually totally. is i'm yeah. into that one thing I really don't like are those little marzipan pigs. Yeah, yeah. I can do without marzipan. I like marzipan, but that's new. That's a new thing. Wow. Yeah. We talked about this on the last episode. <laughs> this is our new segment. Do you like marzipan? <laughs> <laughs> we got to replace Click It or Ticket with something new. <laughs> right away. <laughs> marzipan, yay or nay? And then Jay put in a horse sound. <laughs> yeah. I give it one horse sound. <laughs> oh, guys, also my earphones were plugged into the wrong computer. Anyways, it's oh, six no. now. I'm so sorry. I do not know what's wrong with me. That's probably what the issue was last time. <laughs> <laughs> probably. I, yeah, because I could hear like a little bit of an echo happening and I'm like, I wonder whose end it is. And then I saw you like 
<laughs> doing some maneuvering and i was like i don't know i don't know it's okay we're, none of us are tech people i, I mean i don't know ben, you, you <laughs> i feel like both of you people. are and I'm, I'm not i'm just I'm married not, to one as i've like gotten more into podcasting i feel like there are like a couple of things that I've learned, but I also, if I like don't do something for one week, I will forget how to do it. And I feel like I have to like completely relearn it from, from that's me. the that's, ground floor. That's how I have been uh, this past week because I've been editing a music video, which yeah. uh, to everyone who I said, uh, mark your calendars, uh, June 4th, that's not a thing anymore because <laughs> uh, the world is more important uh but you yeah it'll be coming out eventually but you know i make a music video once or twice a year and i yeah. know i know how to use all the software but i just have to watch so many tutorials <laughs> and i feel so stupid every time when i have to google like the most basic thing that i oh, should yeah. remember and i was talking to my friend who is an editor like that's his job. He shoots and edits videos like commercials and promo stuff. And he was like, don't feel bad about that. I, I'm the same way. He's like, if I take a month off, I forget everything. And it's oh, just yeah. like, there's just too many options and menus and too many buttons and weird things that pop up. So that made me feel a lot better because like every yeah. time I have to watch a tutorial made by a 12 year old, I feel <laughs> like not a genius, especially not a genius. Then you put the keyframe. <laughs> oh, I've been animating so many keyframes. Uh, no, I feel exactly the same way that the videographer was my job before I did this. And I made one video last year for, for our podcast. And it was like, it was like I had not, had a career in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's almost like, Oh, whenever I edit something, I'm like, I did go to school for this. <laughs> like, <laughs> remember that. But I, I mean, like, I guess the technology advances so much that if you're not constantly updating your knowledge yeah. of it, you just right. get left behind. And like, I'm definitely not the type, like I work on a laptop that's almost 10 years old and I just like refuse to buy new stuff all the time <laughs> just because it's there. Like this will get the job done. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. it's just, I also am a big fan of doing things the hard way. So you are. That's like my not, life. It doesn't seem like that, but if you do take your time or, you know, it's like you're sewing your own bathrobe right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have that come out. I'm dying to know. I haven't started yet. That's my, that's my project after I finish editing the video. Yeah. You did say that uh, on the AJ DiGiorgio episode now that I think about it. So <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry was, for asking. That's okay. But I'm in between that. There's another project I've been working on where I'm like making a rug out of old pairs of tights. <laughs> like um, one of those bath mat ones? Yeah, like a braided rag rug style thing. Yeah. And so I finally finished cutting up all the tights. And now I just have all these balls of tights that I have laid out on a table like in order of how I want to braid them together. And that's my project that I do while we watch Felicity. You know what, Jessica? That sounds hella tight. You know what? It's pretty cool. Um, ben, what are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking a lemonade. That's oh. it? Yeah, just a lemonade. So uh, icy. It looked fancy, yeah. My wife got me a pebble ice machine for my birthday last year. Ooh, it's like oh, wow. probably the most extravagant gift I've ever received. 
uh, but I love pebble ice so much and it's like also one of those things where like I was a little worried that having like too ready of access to it would like ruin it for me and it wouldn't seem special, but it totally <laughs> seems special. Like every time putting those little, those crunchy little nugs in a glass, like I am like so always looking for a drink to make myself that features some pebble ice. Do you know what would be good with pebble ice is, oh, maybe it's time. No. <laughs> White grape juice would be really good with pebble ice. Oh, yeah. I that love white grape good. juice. I haven't had it. I haven't it had that in a long time. time. Yeah. So good. I always get it when I'm really sick. I haven't <laughs> had it since like the Welch's girl grew up. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know that little girl? Yeah. I kind of used to look like her. Um, do you want to do a retail experience, Jessica? I have not had any retail experiences. Have you not left the house again? No, because I've been editing the video. So I've stopped uh, leaving the house pretty much mostly. Uh, but I did get a bunch of stuff in the mail today. So that was exciting. All what my things. Stuff? Well, my underwear arrived. Oh, wow. Um, very futuristic space underwear. And then I got all my face masks in the mail, which is great, but they're all way too big for my face. Like I literally <laughs> put, put it on, put the, the elastic hooks over my ear and the, the top of the mask sits below my chin. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> That's how a lot of people in my in neighborhood wear them. So. I just put um, like a knot in the elastics. So it made it shorter and it fit better, but they fit Jay fine. But yeah, we got our got our masks. That's pretty exciting. We got some masks from a uh, listener to one of our shows, nice. and uh, they're really funny. This one is um, Rambo, <laughs> Rambo <Whoa>. mouth, <laughs> and this one's Charles Bronson mouth. Whoa! Beautiful oh, wow. mustache. So I'm doing. I'm, I'm using the visual medium of podcasting to show you some masks. I just realized, but <laughs> it looks yeah. it looks really good. I have a yeah. nice one that Morgan Brayton made me. It has puppies on it. Oh, that's great looking. Um, I guess the big thing that's happened to me this week is Jay shaved his mustache. I noticed that. Wow. How long did he have it? Um, A couple weeks, maybe, maybe like three weeks. He doesn't really experiment with facial hair very often so it's sort of like you know, the Aurora Borealis. (laughs) 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 But he's so unhappy when it's when it's ongoing that I'm just like, you know, it's your body, your choice to do whatever you need to to make yourself feel good. And then as soon as he shaved it off, like his whole personality, he was just like lighter and happier. And just like, oh. It doesn't really suit him, but it's very funny. I think it's very funny. And I, I don't know. There's not a lot that guys can do to really change up their look, I guess. If, they, yeah. if they're not using the facial hair. Um, right. Do you guys want to hear my weird retail experience? Please. please. Yeah. yeah. So I went to the hairdresser yesterday. Whoa. Yeah. Um, wow. There, I know. I had. I really wasn't sure if I was ready to do it. And then what happened was I got too ashamed to back out, <laughs> so, uh, which is an interesting thing that happens to me very often. It happens to me a lot with performing where I'll, I'll accept a gig or like, especially with something that's free where it's like, yeah, I'll stop by and do something. 
Uh, and free for me means pays less than one hundred dollars. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I biked from my place there. It's just a straight like ten minute bike ride, and there was like all these emails that went out. And I spoke to the owner, and then I spoke to my hairdresser. Uh, did like an online hair consultation so that when I went in, there was no time wasted. Yeah. And for the first time ever, I've switched from a hairdresser that I went to for years. And this is like a new place for me. And I really like it, but it's so loud and there's so much going on that usually my anxiety gets really um, triggered when I'm there. And I just feel very eager to get out, even though everyone's lovely. And then so when I got there, there's just two folded chairs outside and I had to sign a waiver to go inside. Whoa. And then when I went inside, there's, it was like completely different. There's plexiglass and everyone, everyone has to wear a mask and you have to sanitize your hands. And I don't think you're allowed to use the bathroom and everything was kind of discussed ahead of time. Uh, so one of the things that, because they don't accept cash, they try not to accept cash. They wanted e-transfer tips. So to send an email transfer with the tip. But my hairdresser said, if you'd like to bring cash, that actually works better for me. Just put it in an envelope and uh, I'll deal with it. Like I'll let it sit for a few days or whatever. Huh. So I put, put her tip in an envelope and put it like on the desk right away. And then she, as she's doing my hair, I overheard this woman getting her stuff kind of together. And she's like, well, how do I give a tip? And they're like e-transfer. And she's like, well, it would be easier for me to give cash. But like ex expressly said, do not give cash. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And I just watched her like wear down the staff. <laughs> and in service, like you're not really used to arguing with a, a customer, right? And like, especially in a hair, like a hair salon, you're, you're not the one to like haggle. It's not part of the relationship. So she wore them down pretty quickly and they took her cash it just made me think that no matter what people put in place, people will try and get around it. Oh, for yeah. sure. I had that experience at work this week, too, where, like, I was supposed to be the only one in the office and somebody just showed up to work without telling anyone. And I'm like, you're not allowed to do that. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think that they knew that they weren't allowed to do it, but we had received maybe 28 emails about how not to do that. Uh. Um, <laughs> and anyway, so I got my hair done. The whole time, I'm just really tense. I'm... It's very like sterile. There's no, it didn't make me feel uncomfortable when I was there or nervous, really. Yeah. Um, but then when my haircut was done, I didn't realize that they don't blow dry your hair anymore. Because <laughs> oh. like, like directed like, air not, is like one of the yeah. things, right? Yeah. yeah. So I had to like bike home with like soaking wet hair <laughs> <laughs> at like 10 o'clock at night and I was so cold. And then also like find out what it looks like yeah. later, right? Yeah. Yeah, like I just wet it and then tried to style it before the podcast. And I'm like, I feel like there's these two pieces here, like a Chelsea cut. Oh, that yeah. I, had not, I don't know what the fuck that is. You got sideburns. <laughs> like, yeah, like this is this whole, I'm not even going to tell you how much this costs. I had no idea that there's these these pieces here. Like they're going to drive me fucking crazy. They're kind of <laughs> punk though. Yeah, they look but good. I'm, I'm not punk. Mm, well, you did just say fuck the police a little while ago, so I think you Snart, snart, pig, pig. You might be uh, a punk if. <laughs> okay, so at the end of the day, like the experience was fine. I really um, wasn't sure that I felt comfortable with it. They went above and beyond to make the salon very clean. But the whole time I'm there, I'm like, am I making a huge mistake? Right. So we'll find out in uh, 14 days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a huge mistake. Yeah. That's one of those things that like, since this has started, there have been like four or five instances where I'm like, well, that could have been it. And <laughs> we just have a waiting game now. 
Yeah. 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 And everywhere's different. Like I keep seeing my friends who are like in Europe and like they're doing things and they're at a different stage. And I keep being like, what? Like you're hanging out with a different person than you were yesterday. And then it's just like. Yeah. <laughs> It's been very interesting listening to Vancouver podcasts because I feel like you guys have very specific directives in a way that a lot of the United States just doesn't. It's like, yeah, yeah like there's some stuff that you're supposed to do, but I don't know, whatever, you know, and like everybody really has like a, it's a very patchwork thing. And, and it seems like you guys have like, it has been explained to you in very Oh, yeah. Unambiguous like terms, what is and isn't acceptable. And that's why BC is like one of the provinces that's like doing way better than other more more populated places and less populated yeah. places. Like very direct messaging, I think. <laughs> like we're a bunch of nerds over here. <laughs> yeah. I say like our leadership took different, like every single day the prime minister did a talk, like yeah. at 11... 11 o'clock our time, I think it was. He did a, an address just specific to the pandemic. Yeah. And then every day we would also have something from Dr. Bonnie Henry here, who's like yeah. now just like basically has reached sainthood. Our, uh, yeah, our mayor has done that. And I guess, I, yeah, like it, I think LA has like maybe an easier, like a, a, a more like well-developed response than some other places, but they also have like bigger challenges in some ways because like what the region is like. So I don't know. I th yeah. I, it's been a hot spot, but like, it's also almost all institutional uh, cases, like, like mm -hmm. people that are in nursing homes or in, in prison that are like the most at risk. So it's weird. Like there's people that just aren't even doing anything to prevent it now. Like I, you know, I walk by people and they're having like a barbecue in their front yard with a bunch of people. And I'm like, <laughs> ah, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, since they relaxed some of the um, restrictions, it, some people just really, you know, they're yeah. not social distancing. And it's made me go out less since the restrictions have been uh, loosened a bit because, yeah, it's just there's not people I don't seem as engaged with the with the effort. Yeah. It's yeah. funny, like Jay, it's technically phase two here. And Jay and I are, were like, it's kind of vague. It's like widen your bubble. Like you can hang out with like two to six people, but do it outdoors and like still maintain, you know, like don't like right. open mouth kiss everyone. Um, <laughs> and I have these friends who are like, it's like my former boss and his wife and he just turned 79 and nice. th they invited oh, me. Wait, to no, no. Different number. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Um, they invited me to like this thing that was like drive by and wish him a happy birthday, and I was like, <laughs> I will wait. <laughs> like, I will send a card. Um, and then I got a text last night from his wife saying, like, looking forward to a visit from you soon. Like, we're around whenever you're ready. And I'm just sort of like, don't pressure me. Like, he's 79. If I'm the person who kills a very nice man. I will feel really bad. Yeah. That's the thing I don't think a lot of people think about. And, and it's like all I can think about is like, what, what if you then have to like look back on the party with lifetime worth of regret? Like Exactly. It's not worth it. That's why I have just been watching Felicity on my couch yeah. and it That's rocks. not going to get anyone sick. She just got mm. her hair cut. I mean, oh, yeah, that was a big thing. I was huge. It does make me sick sometimes when I see <laughs> the way the men in her life send her mixed signals. Mm. <sighs> that Ben, no offense, Ben. Is that yeah, said at ben. NYU? I think, I think that 
that had like just ended when I went to NYU and that was like a big thing that Felicity was supposed to take place there. But they couldn't say NYU, so they call it... Though they dance around it. University of New York. (laughs) (laughs) Which I I don't know if you guys can hear that, but a firework just went off and my dog went ape. No, I couldn't hear it at all. Is it fireworks because it's eight o'clock? It is fireworks because my neighborhood has a lot of fireworks enthusiasts in it. And they just go off basically once the weather gets warm, like a few times a night. Really? Yeah. (laughs) So weird. Yeah. Doug loves it. Oh, couldn't yeah. recommend Hank it highly enough. Too. Um, should we do a segment? Should we yeah. do Red Hot Chili Peppers? Oh, Ben. <laughs> How much money <laughs> have you spent on the Red Hot Chili Peppers? How much money have you spent on all merchandise from the chili pepper? I see a t-shirt. I want to own ya. I'll buy a ticket down to California. All right. So I think that the number is probably like about 50 bucks because I've I've oh. bought one album of theirs and I saw them at uh I don't know if you if you guys have like a like a big rock radio station in Vancouver that does a <laughs> summer rock festival Yeah, thing. the Fox, the yeah, Fox the Rocks. Fox. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I grew up in uh, Oakland, California and the Bay Area is alternative rock station was live 105 and they had a like a you know big outdoor music festival every summer called bfd which stood for big effing day i guess you can can swear on this podcast it's okay yeah but they couldn't on the radio that's crucially so they called it bfd and it was kind of like swearing but not really because it was like a cool rock and roll station that's punk yeah that's super punk so i saw them performed there and that was like when i was like a prime like teenager that wanted to see a major rock band like that uh and and i remember thinking they were great and then being really mad at my father that he insisted we go home uh because there was like i think the chemical brothers were going on after (laughs) nice and uh and he was like no it's too late i'm tired as hell and uh We went back to his Camry station wagon and discovered that a like some leftovers from a seafood restaurant had been left in the car in the baking sun all day. Oh no! And so, me and my like two buddies and my dad drove home with our heads like stuck out the window because it was so smelly in the car. Oh my god! It's terrible. <laughs> but then I I took drum lessons all through like middle school and high school, and my father at one point like. Picked up. I don't know how he found out about this, but he like picked up a flyer at a uh, at a guitar center, like a music store, and it was a Chad Smith drum <laughs> workshop <Whoa>. at Guitar <laughs> Center, and so we went to this, and there were like maybe a hundred and twenty people it, on like folding <laughs> chairs in the middle of the drum section at Guitar Center. And Chad Smith just like came out and like sat at a kit and like did a couple of things and then like talked about what it's like to be a professional drummer for a little while. Oh my God. And it's like such a weird memory for me because I remember being very conscious of what a like SoCal douche Chad Smith seemed to be. (laughs) And like that, like culturally speaking, like couldn't be further from the kind of person my father is. But then like my dad like yelled out the name of some jazz drummer (laughs) 
during like one of the demos and Jed was like yeah that guy and like started like mimicking him and then my dad was like yeah that's pretty cool <laughs> that's the middle of the venn diagram yeah yeah like they <laughs> they connected over some like you know 40s jazz bow and then uh at the end of his drum workshop he was like hey like i probably shouldn't tell you how to do this but uh when i was growing up like drum stuff was super expensive and i was like you know a poor kid in Orange County or wherever he was. Uh, so the way you got cymbals was you went to the drum store and bought drum heads and you slid cymbals into the box <gasps> and then the, you let them scan the, the box. So there was a there was actually an opportunity that I could have had like negative money on how much money I'd spent on wow. the Red Hot Chili Peppers because I could have like, I, I mean, I didn't take advantage of this because I was like a, I was a good boy and I was there with my daddy, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> But I could have gotten like a $300 symbol or something. and. But also like, I guess you have to hold on to the box because symbols are heavy. Like if yeah. you're picking up a drum head box and like yeah, a symbol falls out of it. You have to like when actors have like a, a foam boulder in a TV show and they need to act like it's super <laughs> oh heavy. God. Like you have to do the opposite of that with the with the drum head box and like set it on the counter so they can scan it without right. it looking like it's got a bunch of brass inside of it. <laughs> What what a punk guy to like suggest shoplifting while a store is hosting him and paying. <laughs> yeah, in a yeah. guitar center. But I, I kind of feel like if you like are the guy or girl that works at guitar center that coordinates that, you probably think that that's pretty rad. Right? Yeah, because it like it's like yeah, this is a rock and roll store, and we're like so rock and roll that we can have someone say that and not. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if fifty dollars, I don't know. A good symbol is really expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you could be like minus at least a hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, or like minus two hundred and fifty. Yeah. Or you could have a misdemeanor, <laughs> which yeah. is way more expensive, and then they'd owe you money. Right. Yeah. So I came. I came <laughs> close to having a, uh, a a much more interesting Red Hot Chili Peppers number. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say that at the end he got up and he was just wearing a sock on his penis. Yeah, I for some <laughs> reason thought a sock was going to come into play too. I don't know why. Yeah. No, every, every, this is what like, they're known for. Most of the people that were there were cosplaying. So like a lot of the crowd did. <laughs> Little towels on all the folding chairs. Yeah, yeah. yeah just to be <laughs> hygienic. It's amazing what used to pass for hygienic, you know. Oh, God. No kidding. <laughs> I, like, watching old TV shows is so nerve-wracking. It so is. I, we just watched an episode of The Sopranos, and uh, Tony's daughter is in college, and she's got, like, a she's got the flu, and all of her friends are, like, coming and sitting on the edge of her dorm bed and, like, touching her face and touching her forehead and stuff. And I'm like, what are you doing? Get out of the room. <laughs> yeah. We just watched an episode of Felicity where they all thought they had mono and they're like sneezing on each other. And they're like, no, I've got mono. And I was like, uh. <laughs> 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 but like, let's be fair. Like anytime you've had the flu or anytime you've had mono, nobody's been like trying to touch you. No, that's just TV. Yeah. It's that's just true. movie magic. I always wanted mono when I was in high school because then I could stay home, but never got it. Did either of you have mono? I never no, had it either. Nobody kissed me in high school, so. Same. <laughs> just hard to get if you're not getting smooched, I think. The media made it seem like everyone was going to get mono in high school and then no one I knew got it. But I did go to a small school. I've been tested for mono and they're always just like, you're just super tired. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but a little boy, my friend's little brother... 
um, had mono for years. Like it went on and on and then they turned out it wasn't mono at all, but I can't remember what it was. Mm. Like he's mm. allergic to milk or something. Yeah. Right, I don't right, remember. Right. <laughs> is it time for what's your favorite grape? I think it is. All right. What's your favorite grape? <laughs> I don't know what these are called. Uh, I probably should have Googled it before we got on the mic so that I was, wouldn't sound like an idiot. But I used to have a an office job and the receptionist, Madi, was like a very funny lady. And she, I don't know, like it was just the kind of company where they like put a little snack spread out uh, in, in the afternoons most days in the, in the employee lunchroom. Nice. And she just took delight in finding like the weirdest fruit and <laughs> she found these long grapes one time <gasps> yeah i don't know I, I don't know what they were called but they were they were super good kind of cotton candy tasting they might and, be cotton candy grapes yeah that's a thing yeah but they're like long they were like a weird like super yeah. long shape and uh i've never encountered them since but i've like it's like one of those ones where i'm like yeah i'm gonna get those if i ever see them for sale somewhere were they purple yeah. yeah. They're called Moondrops. Moondrops. What a lovely name. But I also think there's a cotton candy grape that looks similar. I don't know why, but I wanted to call them witch nipples. <laughs> I was just going to call them my nipples. <laughs> Jessica, do you have a favorite grape? My favorite grape is <laughs> cherries. <laughs> Okay. That is a good type of grape. I have not had grapes in a really long time. Ah, they're so good. But I have had cherries frozen. Been eating a lot of frozen fruit lately. Mm. It is quarantine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cotton candy grapes. uh, I'm so sorry. They look nothing like that. They're round, very round green grapes. You know, I'm I'm realizing, thinking about it, maybe I'm conflating two weird kinds of grape that she ordered in. Because that was her, her whole move was like a weird kind of fruit is out today. That's lovely. She sounds like a true punk. She was awesome. (laughs) She was great. She was like the only good part of that job. (laughs) Sounds like it. Alicia, what's your favorite grape? My favorite grape are these um, freezies that I have that are just made with juice. Nice. And uh, for some reason, some of the freezies won't freeze, and I don't know why. So Mm. I put that freezy slush into soda water and make like a a popsicle-tasting soda. Grape soda. So good. Grape popsicles are just such, so great. Like I was always a kid that like grape was my first choice and flavors and then orange and then like lemon or lime. Never pink. Never pink? No. I don't Mm. know why. I mean, I liked it. It's just if I had choice, it wouldn't be my my choice. What was the pink supposed to taste like? Cherry. Cherry. Yeah. That's weird. It just tasted like sugar. Cherries aren't pink. It should have been blood red. Yeah. Mm, bloodsicles. Mm. Or Stained like, your mouth. Or like yellow and a bit of red. Like those oh, yeah. cherries that are a little bit like mottled in color. Mm, classy. Can't wait to get some cherries. My new favorite grape. 
<laughs> I don't think like popsicle brand popsicle has probably like anything real in it. Like, or <laughs> no. at least in our childhood, they didn't <laughs> at all. It's all it's all uh, synthetic. It's like gasoline based popsicles. Yeah, pe- petroleum jelly. <laughs> I just love them though. They're so good. Yeah, I haven't had one in a really really long time because I switched to like real ingredient ones, and now I think if I had one, I would be like, what? One of the last times I went on like a vacation-y kind of weekend, we were staying at a lake house that had a blender and a fridge full of popsicles. And I made like blender drinks by just cutting the popsicles off their sticks and (laughs) dropping them into the blender and then like putting like some rum and some lime juice or something in there. Brilliant. They were really good. Like the... Like the the popsicles like blend really nicely, so I feel like you could just make a slushy at home yeah. by rating rating your popsicle stash. I'm actually salivating just thinking about that right now. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking of making some orange juice popsicles because I used to love those when I was a kid, just yeah. like straight orange juice. They would like cut your tongue because they'd freeze all weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> super and you'd suck big all the ice juice crystals. out of them, and then they'd just be ice. Yeah. I remember those ones I had to eat with a bowl because I was so messy, messy Jesse. I had to like eat it over top of a bowl while I was watching TV. And there's so many photos of me like slurping on a popsicle with a bowl underneath. Did you guys have those, uh, those like plastic reusable popsicle molds with the like little straw on the edge? I have the Tupperware ones from like the 70s or 80s. Those are the best. Yeah, I use them often. I bet they have like their own flavor to them, having been used for as many years as they have. You know what? They're not bad. I wash them really well (laughs) because I have, I used to, when I like lived alone and I would make too much smoothie instead of like drinking it all, I would just pour the leftover into the molds and then I sometimes forget about them and then they'd turn really (laughs) weird in the freezer. Um, But but yeah, they're very nostalgic. They're very like all my kitchen hand-me-down things are like Tupperware, you know, that like thick plastic Tupperware that like will outlive all of us. Right. Yeah. It will never biodegrade. Yeah. It's so, so nostalgic. We have a blender that is like a crappy blender that I bought in college. And I feel like everything tastes basically the same. Like a smoothie <laughs> oh tastes the same as soup, tastes oh, the no. same as like salad dressing. It just all kind of tastes like the blender. And Whoa. I can't wait for the motor to give out so that I can get a blender that doesn't taste like that. Oh, no. <laughs> I've got big opinions on blenders and uh, <laughs> you deserve a better blender. Yeah, yeah. you deserve you deserve a, a fancy one. You can spend a lot of money on a blender. But you yep. can also get like refurbished ones yeah. that are great. And then they prevent anything from going in the landfill. That's what we did with our coffee grinder. We got a refurbished one, and it's pretty nice. good. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's for another podcast. Yeah, that that's for... <laughs> you save that story for the next time you're on. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm never getting invited back. Let's All be honest. All the time. You're the that's new not true. honorary co-ghost. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. Um, is it time for Pub of the Week? It is for sure. <laughs> Holy shit, Ben. I'm just overwhelmed by being named the honorary co-ghost. That's very sweet. Don't let it get to your head. (laughs) We're going to make you a shirt. 
All right, I won't. Uh, well, my puppo is always Darwin, and it's, uh, I think, the second time he's been puppo of the week, because one time Alicia said he was the puppo of the week. So beautiful. One oh, wow. time when she visited us in, in New York, and it was like, yes, Darwin is famous, because he's on the podcast. <laughs> um, More famous than you. Yeah, he's a good boy, but also kind of a bad boy. Mm. Um, I love him very much, and... Uh, he's a scruffy little little friend. I forget the story, like his origin story. Texas, uh, Georgia is where Georgia. we were told he was born. There's a like almost every dog, that, like pound puppy that you meet in the Northeast, uh, is actually from the Southeast uh, because there's very little. Like I guess the spaying and neutering is not as widely practiced in like in like the American South, and so there's mm-hmm. a lot of rescues and organizations in the south and in the north that like coordinate with each other so there's just like a flow of dogs and like every dog you walk down the street you're like oh like where'd you get your dog oh yeah he's a rescue he's like originally from alabama or whatever and uh, i actually have a friend in macon who like volunteers with an organization there that like does this puppy exchange thing so yeah he's he's a georgia boy and it's always like a weird thought experiment. Like what would his life have been like? Would he have been like running around in some like rural environment in Georgia? Cause he wound up like living in Brooklyn for a few years and now in Los Angeles, like yeah. such a different thing. He's a coastal guy. Yeah. He's such yeah. a, like a beautiful dog. Oh. And he's one of those dogs that you kind of have to win over, which <laughs> is of course like, that's like my favorite thing is to let the dog realize that I will Definitely spoil. Him. <laughs> I'm currently doing it with my neighbor's dog Reggie, who is very shy. Reggie. Oh, oh he's gorgeous. Uh, he's a Rhodesian Ridgeback. Nice. Wow. And I remember when I rented the apartment. Um, well, when I was going to rent the apartment, one of the landlords was showing it, and someone said, "Oh, you're allowed dogs." And he's like, "Yeah, we allow dogs, but not big, scary dogs." <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's not very nice. So when I saw Reggie, who's not scary, but he's massive. Yeah, like, Rhodesian mm, Ridgebacks get big. Yeah. Yeah. And he's big and he's so sweet and he's scared, but he kind of, he's very interested in Hank, which is great. And Hank is kind of scared of him because he's so big, but they're yeah. trying to get along. Darwin is no good with dogs that are any bigger than him because. That's what I'm noticing with Hank. It's a size thing a lot of the time. Yeah. They've got to learn that big dog, little dog is the cutest combination of anything in the world. Yeah. yeah. How old is Darwin now? Six? Uh, He is like five and a half, I think. Okay. Yeah. You take really good photos of him and put them on Twitter. He's he's a photo he's a photogenic dog, but I also spend like at least a couple hours every day trying to coax a good photo out of him. So. Yeah, like you get like great lighting. I'm always like, how the fuck does this dog look so good? <laughs> he really looks like that in real life. Like he's oh. breathtaking. What does he do that's bad? Well, he is kind of bad about being friends with other dogs, mm-hmm. uh, especially if they come to his house. Um. But like we, uh, my brother-in-law just got a puppy and, um, they were, uh, we were like able to like get them in a backyard together in a socially distant way. And Darwin was like kind of uncool about the puppy even. And I was like, I don't know. I, (laughs) I sometimes think about hiring like a pet psychologist. Like, I know it's like so ridiculous, but I also like really want to like figure out a way for him to like be 
because like I think that he gets aggressive with other dogs because he's scared, and I want him to like realize that he doesn't have to be so scared, you know. Also, just yeah. animal behavior experts are fascinating, and I yeah, yeah feel like they can like speak animal languages that we yeah. don't understand. Yeah, I want to. I just want to meet that person. Yeah, you could totally just like find like the dog trainer that uh, Hank has worked with. Um, is also a friend, and they have so much insight into how dogs just behave and how to work on it. Yeah. I immediately forget it after I pay them, but. um. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Alicia, who's your papo? My papo's Hank. Um, He, I've never seen him run as fast as he did this afternoon. I imagine he's in some degree of discomfort right now, (laughs) but it was, uh, he really made friends with this other dog and was so sweet. And at first I could tell he was scared and then he, nothing bad happened. So he kept playing with her. And this other dog, Jesse, who's beautiful, was also kind of playing with them. And then Hank really went in and licked Jesse's dong for a bit. And it made me laugh <laughs> so hard. Nice. Because like, uh, Hank really likes, uh, really wants to smell everybody's dong. Yeah. yeah. And me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Hank is a great dog. I went to the office one day this week so far and I'm going back tomorrow. And he was so happy when I came home. I felt so bad for leaving him alone. But he hugged me. Oh. <laughs> Just so cute. Amazing. Well, he's had me at home for like three months, so it's a big change for him. Totally. How about you, Jessica? My pup of the week is the song Dirty Work by Steely Dan. (laughs) So good. (laughs) I don't know what's wrong with me, but I have to listen to that song like at least 10 times a day every day now. (laughs) I think because I've been editing the music video for Bongo Dance and like now I'm done, like everything's where it needs to be so I don't have to like listen to the sound of the song anymore I don't have to sync anything up I'm just like working on effects but for a while like for a few maybe like four or five days I was just listening to nothing but bongo dance like eight to (laughs) ten hours a day and, and like in snippets and like on loops and then I just had the desire to listen to Dirty Work by Steely Dan, like no other Steely Dan song, just Dirty Work Mm -hmm. and I put it on and I was like it's so beautiful um and now like whenever there's just like a lull or like a a quiet moment I put it on I put it on at seven o'clock when everyone makes loud noises for the frontline workers Uh, I just learned how to play it on piano it's just such a such a great song such a good song you know who's a big Steely Dan fan every dad in the world (laughs) Um, and Jasmine LaCucco well she's a smart woman (laughs) Mm-hmm. she's got great taste uh yeah i mean i do like other steely dan songs but it's funny you can be like listening to an album and one song will be really good and then another one comes on and i'll just say to jay like this song definitely does not rock like it's, <laughs> some other songs are just like a bit too like jazz wanky for me or something i don't know well i won't take it personally even though i am one of the founding members of steely dan <laughs> oh no I'm yeah, sorry. I'm Steely. You guys are great live. <laughs> and I'm Dan. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess I've just like fully become a middle-aged dad because I like Billy Joel and Steely Dan now. So <laughs> the great choices. Uh, the classics. Yeah. So this is the end of the podcast. I can't stop playing with this pair of scissors. That's bad. Um, you put those down right now. But they're stop so run- shiny. No. Jessica, stop running. Those no! are nice. Ben, if people want to find you, they want to listen to your podcast. How do they do that? Oh, yeah. Uh, my podcasts are uh, on all of your podcasting apps, 
So if you are listening to this podcast, surely you know how to find one. You just search for The Greatest Generation or Friendly Fire. Uh, or we have, we have one called The Greatest Discovery also, which uh, is about like modern Star Trek. Yeah. Greatest Generation's about TNG and now Deep Space Nine. And uh, Friendly Fire is about old war movies. And uh, it's not as gross as that makes it sound. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, we talk about like uh, history and filmmaking and culture and stuff. So, um, yeah, I recommend all three. And we're also on the MaximumFun.org network. So uh, you can go to MaximumFun.org and find them there as well. That's awesome. Nice. Jessica, what about you? Um, I don't know. I feel like instead of giving anything that I do money, you should just donate to like Black Lives Matter and bail funds. And yeah. There's a fund in uh, BC that's called Black in BC, like COVID relief. That is a good thing to donate to. And yeah, just like if you've got a bit of extra money, I know not a lot of people do right now, but the government in Canada has given me money and I'm like, I'm immediately going to put this into things that you're not funding. Forward, forward, forward. Yeah. So maybe I'll put some links attached to this. Yeah, that you take can that money great. and make it look like the subject line of a boomer's email. <laughs> oh, no. Forward, forward, forward. Forward, 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 re-forward. <laughs> Alicia. Well, that's wonderful. Nope, same for me. Uh, donate uh, to Black Lives Matter. Put your money where your mouth is. Um, posting is good. Donating is better. And have those uncomfortable conversations, white people. Yep. Um you got to have them right now. And uh, I'm sending so much love to everybody out there today. It is a, a very tough time. And it's a lot tougher for black people and people of color and indigenous Canadians and indigenous people around the world. So, yeah, don't give me any money. Yeah. <laughs> and like, just watch some Star Trek because it gives you a future you can look forward to. And yeah, be I hopeful. didn't know that. Yeah. I'm watch it. The like history of Star Trek, like the history of Earth, they like are eerily accurate in predicting it. There's like a lot of riots and bad shit happens before they figure it all out. Yeah. So. Well, that's good. Maybe that'll come true. A lot of other stuff from Star Trek has come true. So maybe. I never knows? got that replicator. Yeah. Uh, which, you it's know, called I... a 3D printer. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Fingers crossed that more of it starts coming true. Yeah, would be nice. Maybe jump over the World War Three bit. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. Just get to first contact, Let's just please. Just skip that. Yeah. Let's I don't some know Volks. what you guys are talking about. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Ben, I'm really sorry about me not plugging my headphones into the right jack <laughs> for a good 20 minutes. I'm sorry to the listener, but I hope that you know how much we appreciate you coming on tonight and spending your evening with us. Oh, it's been a delightful distraction, and I really uh, was delighted to get asked. It's uh, one of my favorite shows to listen to. Oh, thank you. So sweet. Dream come true to get to be on it. Aww. Well, we miss you already, and please come back. <laughs> next week I, will. I promise well i hope you have a great evening and stay safe and yeah. hugs and kisses Mwah. Mwah. live long Bye. and prosper Bye, live guys. long and prosper